Good evening, podcasters. Um, today is October the 4th. It's 5 p.m. And we are restarting the five-minute Bible study, but I turned it into 10 or so. <laughs> and so um, those of you who are tuning in for the first time, you may be listening for the first time. You don't know who I am. I am Pastor Serena Holloway. And I pastor alongside my husband, Bishop Christopher Holloway Sr. Also, we are members of Judah House of Praise Ministries, who the leaders are Bishop Derek and Crystal Leak um, in Kannapolis, North Carolina. And so I just wanted to put that out there because I'm grateful and I'm humble um, where my life is right now. And I thank God because I'm still seeking his face. I'm still seeking him for guidance and direction and, you know, and so forth. So today, of course, um, is October the 4th. So um, our lesson today is titled, Are You Argumentative or Are You Peaceful? And so our scripture reading is coming from Proverbs chapter 27. But the verses 15 and 16 is what it um, is focused on at this moment. And it's coming from the New King James Version. And it reads, a continual dripping on a very rainy day. And a continuous woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. Now, even when I was reading it, I was like, what does that mean? I've never, you know, read it that way. But there's two things that they say here in this lesson. What we must understand is the question that is asking, would your husband or others close to you describe you as peaceful or argumentative? Now, if I was to ask, answer that question for myself, I could say that I can be very argumentative but I can also be peaceful as well. The next question says, is it easy to restrain the wind or grasp oil with one's hand? So consider the meaning of these verses. Is it even possible to do so? How does this impact your attitude about being quarrelsome? So the King James Version though in Proverbs 27, 15 and 16 says, a continual dripping in a very rainy day and a continuous woman are alike. Whosoever hideth her, hideth the wind and the ointment of his right hand, which bewrayeth itself. So basically it's saying the same similar thing. So Proverbs gives advice for having a God-centered life. The key verses today point us toward understanding the seriousness of the contentious wife. The New Century Version used the word quarreling in place of contentious. What is the first thing you say to your husband each morning? The last thing you discuss at night? Are you affirming him for a hard day's work or pestering him about the chores that remain undone? Do you greet him with a hug or a kiss or with a list of complaints? Take note of this Proverbs warning. No man wants to make his home with a contentious woman. Trying to change this trait in a woman is like attempting to hold back the wind 
or hold oil in one's bare hand. Next time you start to pick a fight, hold your tongue. Find a way to praise your husband instead. See what a difference this makes in your marriage. I am cracking up because, you know, this book is not just for marriages, but it's for single women, it's for married women, it's for a grandmother, a sister, an aunt, a cousin, a niece, and for this Bible study for women, for us to be focused so that we can have these encouraging readings, we have to understand that it's teaching us to look at us. Can I say that again? It's teaching us to look at us. And as we're reading the Bible, if you read the Bible daily, are you reading the Bible to give it to someone else? Or are you reading the Bible to apply it to yourself? Because when we look at teachings, we look at how we need to be taught. We look at if we are a student. We can't always be a teacher. We can't always be a giver. Sometimes we have to be in a place to receive. Sometimes we got to be the student. Sometimes we got to sit in a place and learn what is being given. We have to apply it. Not just reading it just to say we read our Bible. Not just reading it just to say we, we spent time with God. But James tells us that we just can't be hearer of a word, but we must be doer of it as well. What does that mean? We must put action to the changes of our lives, especially if we are a wife. Because there's another scripture in Proverbs that says that a man would rather be on the rooftop than be in the house with a argumentative woman, with a quarrelsome woman, with a contentious woman, with a loud mouth woman, with a woman who just cannot be quiet, who cannot stop complaining, a woman that is continually nagging day in and day out. And I love, Lord have mercy, and I love how this um, the writer wrote an example of when your husband is coming home, do you literally, you know, greet him with a kiss or greet him with, you know, how was your day been? But instead, you're giving him a list of demands, a list, a list of complaints. You're nagging him. He's been at work all day long. So instead of you, at least before you go into that area, find out how he's doing. Has he had a good day? You know, sometimes if you know your husband the way that you should know your husband, and to you as wives as well, I mean husband as well, if you know your wife the way that you know your wife, then you should be able to recognize if she's having a bad day, if he's having a bad day. You should be able to discern that. But I think so many times, again, we get married for the wrong reasons, and there's no connection. So because there's no connection, we can't feel a connection. We can't discern if they're having a great day. We can't discern if they've had a bad day. So we find ourselves nagging and picking and, and arguing and quarreling and there's just no peace. But I'm reminded of a scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm reminded in a scripture and I believe it's Philippians um, I believe it's Philippians 4. I believe it's Philippians chapter 4 and it's verse 7 and it says and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus what does that mean it means that when we call on God from hearts that 
remain in Christ and his word, then the peace of God will flood our troubled souls. This peace is an inner tranquility meditated by the Holy Spirit. It involves a firm conviction that Jesus is near and that God's love will be active in our lives for good. When we lay our troubles before God in prayer, this peace will stand guard at the door of our hearts and our minds, preventing the cares and heartaches of life from upsetting our lives and undermining our hope in Christ. So therefore, if fear and anxiety return, then prayer, petition, and thanksgiving will once again place us under the peace of God that guards our hearts so there are, so we are safe and rejoice in the Lord. So if verse 6 says, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So you don't have to be argumentative, but you can have peace. And we know that Jesus is peace. So therefore, if we have Jesus Christ in our heart, if we have Jesus Christ in our life, if we pray to Jesus Christ and we pray to God, then therefore our hearts and our minds should change. So therefore, if our husbands or our wives didn't do something, instead of us being argumentative, we can say, okay, God, how do I bring peace to this situation? How do I have peace during this circumstance? What is it that I need to say? How is it that I need to say it? God, I need you to give me wisdom. I need instruction. I need direction because I'm, I do have a spirit of, of argumentative, but God, I want that argumentative spirit to flee from me. And James, and James tells us in chapter four, he says, if you submit yourself to God and you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. God will draw nigh to you when you draw nigh to God. So in other words, what does that mean? You got to pray to God. You got to seek God. You got to have conversation with God. You got to want to bring about a change. You know if you're argumentative. You know if you love to quarrel. You know if you are a nagging person. You know if you're complaining all the time. You know this. And because you know this, you need to change your attitude. You need to change your actions. You need to change the way you speak. You need to change the way you argue. You got to change for peace in your life, in your marriage, and in your spouse's life. Because nobody wants to be around somebody who is so argumentative. Amen. So the prayer in this lesson is, Lord, I have not meant, I have not meant to be argumentative. But I do find myself dwelling on the negative lately. So Lord, help me to focus on my husband's strength. Lord, help me to focus on my wife's strength and be a wife or be the husband who is supportive and loving. God, look deep into my heart and help me to root out any contentiousness that lives there. Amen. And the reason why I love to give this not just to the wife, but to the husband as well, because here at the end of the day, the husband goes through the same thing that women go through. Women go through the same thing that men go through. We just go through differently. Men can be very argumentative. Men can be very contentious. Men can be very quarrelsome. Men can be so angry and negative. So we women, 
yes, we got to be able to bring changes within ourselves for our husbands. But husbands, you also got to be able to bring changes for your wife. Why? Because your marriage is together. You're in unity. You're on one accord. Jesus said, what God has joined together, let no man separate. That means don't let nobody come in and separate you from each other, but don't allow your attitudes and your ways and your argumentative ways and your quarrelsome ways and your disobedience or your rudeness or your unkindness or your physical actions or your verbal actions comes against or separate you or your wife or you or your husband. Amen. So the question was asked in the beginning of this lesson, are you argumentative? Or are you peaceful? So now I'll ask the question, do you want to be argumentative or do you want to be peaceable? So do you want to have peace or do you always want to be negative? You got to ask yourself those questions and you know how you are. You know who you are. So take the time out today before you lay down this evening, before you get into your bed. And you get out on your knees and you have a conversation with the Lord and you ask him to help you not to be argumentative. You ask him to help you not to be contentious. You ask him to help you to, to use your words wisely. You want to be a better wife. You want to be a better husband. So whatever the prayers you need to pray before God, just like Philippians tells us in, in, in uh, Philippians 4, chapter 3, you also got to understand what uh, Philippians four and eight says you got to change the way you think you got to change the way you think philippians four and eight says finally you brethren whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are just whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are lovely whatsoever things are of good report if there be any virtue and if there be any praise think on these things why because those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do and the god of peace shall be with you amen amen so i thank god for this lesson on today and i pray that it blessed you i pray that it encouraged your heart know that god loves you and know that he wants to see the best in you know that he wants to bring the best out of you he doesn't want you to be argumentative he wants you to have peace he wants you to be happy he wants you to experience the joy of the lord he wants you to have strength to move forward he wants you to be the best you amen but you have to strive to be the best you you have to strive to, to be better. You have to strive to want better. So know that this path that you're on, this road that you're on, is for you and you alone. Because you got to want to change. You got to be willing to make changes. Amen. So I thank you for tuning in tomorrow if it's God's will. I'll be on here again, again on tomorrow at 5 p.m. Thank you for tuning in. Know that I love you, but God loves you more. Amen. Amen.